Welcome to episode 33 of the podcast. Today we will cover one more twist in Office Depot's restructuring journey. On 18 July, Office Depot announced a Dutch tender auction for 300 million of their common stock, priced between 31.50 and $36 per share. The auction represents between 17 and 19% of shares outstanding as of the announcement date. The stock gapped up from the low 30s to the mid 30s on the news. In conjunction with the Dutch tender news, the company stated their intention to repurchase an additional 600 million in common stock and released FY22 earnings guidance of greater than $4 per share. The $4 per share earnings estimate does not take into account the announced share repurchase. The Dutch auction began on 18 July and will expire at midnight New York City time on August 12, 2022, unless extended. At this point, a quick review of ODP's finances is warranted. Currently, the company has 51 million shares outstanding, 900 million in long-term debt, 500 million in cash and cash equivalents, and a 1.7 billion market cap. Breaking the above numbers down on a per-share basis might provide more clarity in terms of what's actually going on. Each $35 share equates to $10 in cash, $4 in earnings, and $18 of long-term debt. Of course, common shareholders aren't on the hook for long-term debt, but to the extent that debt helps or hurts the company's performance, a shareholder is impacted by it. Now, assuming the company buys back all of the 300 million tender offer and the 600 million share repurchase at the current share price, they will have repurchased 25 million shares, leaving about 26 million of the original 51 million shares outstanding. Now, apply FY22's low-end operating earnings guidance of 280 million to the new 26 million share base, and you get earnings per share around $10. At $10 per share in earnings, you could see a significant rise in the stock's price, even using half of the current P.E. ratio of 9. As I ran through those numbers for the share repurchase, I asked myself why Office Depot elected to announce a $300 million Dutch tender offer and a $600 million share repurchase. Why not simply announce a $900 million share repurchase and be done with it? Ultimately, I can't know what the CEO and the board were thinking, but I do have a theory. Announcing the Dutch tender with a cap of about $36 per share effectively puts a ceiling on the stock price. Arbitrageurs looking to make a spread between the stock's market price and the price they might realize in the Dutch tender won't pay more than the $36 announced cap on the stock. This ceiling on the stock price could allow Office Depot to buy in shares via their normal stock repurchase without the share buyback pressure driving the stock price too high. Basically, they could get more shares for the money if the share price stays below a set price when the company itself is the main buyer. In the end, this botched spinoff could still pay off for investors. The key factor working in support of investors is that a stock's earnings command a multiple of their value in a stock's price. Buffett covered this phenomenon in some of his later shareholder letters by comparing retained earnings to dividends and their value to the shareholder. 
If a company earns and retains a dollar, that dollar might sell for the stock's P.E. multiple of 10. So that $1 in earnings is worth $10 to the stockholder. If a company dividends out their earned dollar, however, that multiple of the earned dollar isn't applied. In fact, the dividend is taxed at something like 15%, so that the retained dollar is worth $10 and the dividend is worth $0.85 to the investor. Of course, other factors are relevant in the above oversimplified examples. Can the company effectively use the retained capital? What other opportunities are available to the investor? And what rate are individual investors actually being taxed at? These are all questions that must be considered, but the idea that retained earnings command a premium for investors is still a useful construct to understand. The fact that the retained earnings command a premium for the investor due to the P.E. multiplier means that retained earnings against a reduced share base may have much more impact on the share price than would the sale of a business division and cash distribution to shareholders would. This is because the cash distribution would effectively be a dividend, and the same issue that I just mentioned would reduce the upside to investors of that cash distribution. Perhaps this is what ODP CEO was thinking when they structured and announced this share repurchase program, that the retained earnings divided by half the share base and multiplied by the stock's P.E. ratio would have a greater impact on the share price than would the sale of the retail division and retention of or dividing out of the cash. Either way, that last part is speculation on my part as to their motives, but if the company follows through, repurchases half their market cap, and delivers earnings of $4 per share against their current share base of 51 million shares, uh, you're going to see a significant increase in earnings per share, somewhere around a double, maybe slightly more, And you just, as I said, apply that to a small P.E. ratio, even a lower P.E. ratio than the nine that the stock's trading at today. And you could see a significant rise in the stock. So we'll see how this one goes. With that summary, we wrap up episode 33 of the podcast. I hope you learned something along the way and are more prepared to profit from Office Depot's failed spinoff and share repurchase pivot. We'll be back again soon with another investment summary.